0: This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. You can also check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website. And if you gave the podcast a like, that would be good because that puts it near the top of some stack. I don't know what. <laughs> also, check my live show every Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m., St. Louis time in St. Louis, Missouri, 97, 1 FM talk. So if you forget all that, go to HeidiHarris.com. I recently became aware of something that I did not know. Somehow it escaped my notice and this didn't happen. Obviously I don't know everything. On January 10th, 1963, a congressman, a Democrat by the way, Albert S. Herlong, read on the record the 45 communist goals for America as outlined by Cleon Skousen, author of The Naked Communists. Now don't worry, nobody panic. I'm not gonna read you 45 of these communist goals. I went through the list and some of them are directed toward the Cold War kind of thinking and and some of that's still applicable, of course. But I just want to share some of the important ones that I highlighted out of these 45 goals. By the way, I posted these all on the blog post at HeidiHarris.com. If you're interested, check them out. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum, get control of teachers' associations, put the party line in textbooks. (laughs) That's already happened, right? Number 22, continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, and meaningless forms. Now, what some people consider art these days obviously is drastically changed from what it used to be. And certainly that's part of the plan, I guess. Number 23, control art critics and directions of art museums. Our plan, they say, is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. Boy, you know, do you ever see some of the things that people call art now? Someone throws a bunch of paint on a wall and somebody calls that art? It makes perfect sense when you consider it's part of the 45 communist goals for America. Number twenty five, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio and TV. Do I really need to go into that? Once again, did I mention these rules were written into the record or spoken into the record in nineteen sixty three? And look what, what we see in movies now. I right? mean look what we see in pornography being pushed as perfectly normal. And you can say what you want about pornography is free speech, it's this or that. Here's what it is. It's a soul killing industry. That's what I will tell you. And unfortunately, what we're seeing in our society is a lot of people who are very addicted to pornography from a very young age, 10, 12 years old, these kids are addicted to it because of their smartphones, and by the time they're adults, they're, that's so boring to them. A man and a woman, ah, that's so old hat. The next thing you know, they get into all kinds of other craziness as a result of being so addicted to something so early and training their body to react to something that's fake. Women are trained from an early age to act like porn stars instead of actual women, right? I mean, they don't know what a loving sexual relationship is. It's all about art. (laughs) Art. It's all about, uh, let's see, what shall I say? Gymnastics, more so than anything else. And there are lots of other things we could say about pornography, and I've talked about that over the years many times. I've heard stories from doctors who say, I've got 25-year-old guys who come into my office who can't even perform naturally with a female, a real live woman because they're so screwed up on pornography, and we know what it does to the women who are involved in it, so we don't need to explain all that. But the things that people used to be really offended by now, it's normal, normal, people are trying to make it normal. Number 26 in these goals that the communists have, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. All of these are an attack on the family right, when it comes down to it. Uh, i do not not a gay person. I've never been gay, never experimented with that kind of thing. I know people who are gay. I have friends who are gay. I don't understand it. But, you know, the reality is when you're talking about that as not only being completely normal but being a preferred way of living, clearly that doesn't help society. That attacks the family. Everybody's sleeping around. Sure, that's great for society. Everybody knows that. We're talking about heterosexuals here. Sleeping around. Sure, go ahead. Do whatever you want to. A family is anything you want it to be. You know, any two, three people. It's a family. Sure. Okay. Another one of these 45 goals that were read into the record in 1963 include infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. Using air quotes there. Isn't that true? There are a lot of people who think they are too... Awesome for God, they're too smart for God, they're too talented for God. I mean, come on, that God stuff, are you kidding me? You need that? Oh, brother, that's for weak people. That's what they say. Of course, we're promoting that more every single day. They also want to eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state, which it does not, by the way, that is not in the Constitution. You have freedom of religion, not freedom from religion in the Bill of Rights. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I know you know that, but some people don't. Another goal that the people have who are out to do us harm, those are the communists, discredit the American founding fathers, present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man. What do we see now? We see these statues being yanked down all over the country, because somebody finds some wart in somebody's background. Can we just be honest here? Every single thing you've ever learned in your life, you've learned from a sinner. Everything from your parents, from your teachers, any book you've ever read, all written by sinners. The people who wrote the Bible, although inspired by God, had plenty of flaws. Now, are you going to throw them out? You're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater? Then who are you going to have left? You're not going to have any bathwater or a baby, you're going to have nothing left. There are all kinds of people who've contributed to society in various ways who were not perfect because none of us are perfect. So now we're gonna tear down any part of our history because this one did this and this one did that. Oh my gosh, you know, you get the deal. I mean, have you ever had a bad boss? I have, I wrote about that in my second book. Don't Pat Me on the Head is the title of it. You can learn something from anyone I worked for a guy who was akin to Satan in some ways. He was clearly mentally ill in retrospect. I learned from him. He taught me some things that I took forward as I continue with my radio career. He had some things to say. You can't throw everything out that somebody has to say. Some general had an affair, so that means all of his military wins are what? Garbage? Some politician put in some great legislation, but after all, he had this other flaw, so let's just throw it all out. It's not the way it works. People who are flawed can do amazing things at times. Not that you shouldn't pay attention to their flaws, especially depending on what kind of flaws they are, if the corruption and this and that, I get it. But the idea that you throw something out just because somebody's got a flaw, that we throw everything out we've ever learned from anyone ever, can't do that. Here's another one of the communist goals written into the record in 1963 here in America. Discredit the family as an institution, (laughs) right? That's what they're doing. They're doing everything they can to destroy the family. Keep everybody working, uh, keep, keep the kids in daycare, keep them in after school. Do everything you possibly can to discredit the family. Do whatever you can to break up the family. Do whatever you can to encourage families to be any construct they want. Mom, dad, boyfriend, girlfriend. You know, I was reading somewhere that a child whose parents are not married by the time they're three years old, they tend to have two or three different living situations. I mean, that is ridiculous. But there are people who say, well, as long as you're happy, it's all you, you, know, you want that matters, not what the kids want. Well, the family's not a big deal. I mean, really, two parents, I mean, come on. A, a two-parent home, really, that's so old school. Anybody can raise a kid. Mm-hmm. We hear that all the time. Number 41, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Ah, there you go. Like I said, daycare, after school, everything else. The more power you give the schools, the more they're happy to take. If you as a parent don't want to spend the time, you see your kid an hour a day, and then you try to debrief them on what they learned all day long from people who don't love them, whose values you don't share, it's kind of tough to keep up. It's a lot to fight. One of the other rules is to attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Yes, it's the parents. They're the problem with society. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything. Another one of these rules, these goals of communism. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from the police to social agencies. Treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one but psychiatrists can understand. Haven't we heard that recently? How many people have we heard say, let's eliminate the cops, let's send in the social workers. I mean, isn't it amazing? This was written into the record or spoken into the record in 1963 out of a book called The Naked Communist. 1963. And here we are now saying, send in the social workers. We don't need cops to keep people straight. These are just some of the 45 rules of communism that I went through. Some of them are less applicable than others. But when you look at what they're trying to do, And what they've done already, the way they've changed this country, that'll scare you to death. And if I didn't know that God was in charge and ultimately we were going to win, I'd be pretty upset about the way things are going. Of course, I'm still upset about the way things are going, but as disgusted as I get at times, I don't lose heart. I'm not despondent because I know God's in charge. But this country's going downhill in some ways that were unimaginable. You know, have things been always great? Of course not. Has there been crime throughout history and all kinds of crazy things that are going on, crime and, you know, wars and famine and natural disasters? Of course, of course, things have been very tough, but they've been better in this country. It used to be that things that were shameful, we were still doing, but at least we weren't out there in public. Now it's like, ah, yeah, I had a kid. I'm not married. So what? What do you care? I'm fine. I don't need a dad for my kid or my boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, they're living together and nobody cares it's not shameful anymore. Having an affair, it's not shameful anymore. So many of the things that people used to do but were at least kind of keeping hidden, they're all out there, they don't care because there are no standards anymore and they know they're very unlikely to be chastised for it. Nobody wants to judge, nobody wants to say anything's wrong even though it's wrong for society. Tearing up the family tears up society. We have evidence all over the place. The number one cause of poverty is illegitimacy. When you have a child as a single parent, it's not that you can't raise that child. Of course you can. Some people can. Some people do it better than others. It's the fact that a child is missing something by not having the other parent, by not having the stability, by being shuffled off to far more babysitters than they would need to be if they had two parents in the home. It starts a life of instability, and it stays that way, unfortunately. And especially kids being raised without fathers in the home to civilize them. It's very difficult. A mom can be an amazing single mom, but she can't raise a son like a good father can. There are certain things that he needs from a man he simply cannot get from her. Girls need that relationship with their fathers too. They need to trust their fathers. Do you know how many people I know who turn away from God because the very first person in their life, the very first man in their life, male figure if you want to call it, The very first male figure in their life, their father, wasn't there for them. So as they become adults, they become much less distrustful of men because, after all, dad's supposed to be automatic. Your father is supposed to be the one rock-solid person in your life. And if that person isn't there, why should you trust any man? A guy you date, God, why should you trust any man? You grow up with an inherent distrust of men. And men don't know how to handle things because they don't have a dad civilizing them, young men. So yes, it has huge impacts, and the communists know this, and that's why they push it. Every time you see an attack on the family, understand it's really an attack on our nation. There are people trying to weaken our nation every single day with these kinds of policies. They're all over the map. In Las Vegas, where I live, recently, just to give you an example, a couple of years ago, we had the Sister Wives living in Vegas. The Sister Wives, you know, from TLC, or whatever that show was, whatever channel it was. I watched some episodes, I'm not gonna lie to you, I did. They lived in Vegas for a while. And the local newspaper, this is what really made me mad. I wasn't over there yelling at them or causing them trouble or anything else. I just, you know, after a couple of episodes, I went, I'm not watching this. But the local newspaper was talking about this guy, Cody or whatever, Cody Brown, I guess his name is, and his four wives. They're not his wives. They've never been his wives. One of them was his wife, and the other three were baby mamas. One of them he divorced, now it's his ex-wife, and the others are baby mamas, and he's married to another one. How dare the newspaper identify them as his wives they're not his wives by any law in america they're not his wives these are the little subtle attacks on the family that you need to pay attention to they're trying to normalize polygamy by calling all these women wives they're not these are the kind of things that's just one that leaps to mind but i see it all the time The family, oh, it's so old hat. Well, unfortunately, that's what's destroying our nation. When you take down the foundation of the nation, and once again, that is the family, then you will take the nation down bit by bit, and that's what we're seeing happen. Don't forget to join me every Sunday night on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. My show airs 7 to 9 p.m. St. Louis time, 5 to 7 Vegas time having a great time with that show also check out HeidiHarris.com and you can follow me on Twitter Heidiology until they shut me down Facebook Heidi Harris show but just go to HeidiHarris.com that's my main website you can find the podcast there get my books sign up for my newsletter at HeidiHarris.com until we meet again remember you were created for a purpose here's Tony Scott